Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us yes video stores still exist and that gnawing you hear in the background is of course the fantastic Miss Frida chewing with a hard G on her jackalope antler and of course the Honorable Tesla is meditative state in his bed trying to conform of how we're going to connect with the illustrious Butt Maestro and special guest this week. Butt Maestro, introduce yourself and our special guest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit they love. And as you saw from the title this week, it's a movie that neither the Admiral nor myself are super familiar with its base fandom, its core series, uh, and super astute listeners might notice that once again, I'm coming from the left side of your, no, sorry, the right side of your headphones or speakers or whatever you're listening to. And if you've listened to the show before and you've heard that setup before, you know that I have a special guest in my, in my studio, the Annex, the uh, Louisiana location, because we decided we're not super into this fandom we need to bring in someone who's more of an expert no pressure glados but that's glados today my me just been waiting on this movie for the past eight years yeah Woo! Uh, just, uh glados will you give us a quick tldr of your experience with this fandom uh i don't play the games because i don't like jump scares and i don't have a computer haha ha, the irony of that but uh, I've been watching this game since it came out in 2014, been listening to the developmental hell of the games, of the movie purchasing rights, it got sold to different studios, got sold to different directors, been waiting for this movie for eight fucking years, and it finally happened. I'm hype, I'm excited, but I'm a FNAF fan, so I'm dying to hear what the movie fans think versus what a FNAF fan thinks. Now, it's, it's my understanding on this episode that we have kind of three tiers of fandom and understanding going into this movie. We have that top tier being GLaDOS and their knowledge of the series going into this movie. And so they have reference points for comparison of events that happen in the movie. You have me kind of in the middle that has kind of absorbed some of this game and book lore with GLaDOS secondhand. Uh but maybe not fully paying attention all the time when we do. And then you have the Admiral Admiral, the Admirable Admiral. Uh, what is Yo. your experience with the FNAF fandom and lore? Admiral? All right. So I just want y'all to know that uh, I went yo and did a finger guns. To, like, <laughs> introduce myself. Yo. Um, just did that. I don't know why, but I did it. Um, so... But you're, you're going I, fresh into this movie, right? You had yeah, yes, little to no yes influence no. from the books or the or the games or Multiplier or Matthew Matthew. Uh, yes and no. You, you yes went into no. this movie let me, fresh, Let me right? speak for myself. Let me speak for myself, sir. Yes and no. Um, I know all most of the theories from Pat from Game Theory. And the petty officer, uh, my little brother, uh, also played this game like a lot. Oh, no. And he watched a lot of YouTubers, so he kind of gave me like a little bit of lore basis of things. Also, let's be granted, he's my little brother. I listened, but I'm also okay. Cool. It's, it's, Maybe not as great. intently if it was coming from Patron. It's definitely Correct. hard to follow. So I will give you the credit there. Yeah. So no. So 
I know the petty officer's listening. I listen to you, buddy, but it's it's not Star Wars or Star Trek, so I'm sorry that I, I didn't see, focus see, and, this, and this is... finish, listen as much. Can't even get my words out right. Um, I think that this fandom, this series, actually runs a lot of interesting parallels to, if you're a Star Trek or Star Wars nerd, there are different levels of canon and different categories uh as if it's a multiverse where different canons can exist parallel to each other and we just kind of accept that right there are versions of the star wars canon where up until recently thrawn was a really really big bad guy and versions of the canon where he didn't exist at all dave filoni is fixing a lot of that but i digress correct and i guess the best way i said it, i said it best way probably before uh we started recording that Going forward with the lore, probably as in Star Wars, the movie lore will be accepted more upfront than, say, the book lore or the game lore. Agreed. Am I correct in that notion? I, I'm I'm going to agree with you there, I, but I everybody's going to have their own preference. There are going to be some people that listen to just the games. There are going to be some people that listen to just the books, and then there are going to be some people who have never heard of the franchise who have more easily accessible knowledge story lore from the movie so i i absolutely see where you're coming from admiral if we're making the okay. star wars comparison you really have to get a give a lot of credit and a good amount of faith to uh this series is george lucas scott coffin yes who is the mastermind behind the series the mastermind mastermind behind the characters and the premise and everything uh Remember, and, kids, if somebody ever insults your hard-earned work, just turn it into a horror game franchise. Yep. That's how this started. He made a, a Christian really? he made a Christian video game with like beavers or something in it, and a game dev came and tested it and said, These creatures are terrifying. You're never gonna get a child to play this game. So he scrapped it and said, Fine. If my characters look scary, I'll just make them scary. scarier. So so the the thing I loved about this movie, I'm going to list the things I loved about this movie and the things I need more context on to understand. I'm so down. Let's loved, go. The things I loved. Most of the puppets were built and performed by Jim Henson puppets. Yes. I, I was hoping you would have noticed that. Yes. The Fox one? Foxy? Yes. Basically, they built that as a life-size puppet. Great. Amazing. So Wonderful. Beautiful. Believe it or not. All animatronics, Chico, Foxy, Freddy, and Bonnie, were all animatronics. Yes, there were some suits that stunt actors would wear when they needed more mobility, but every single animatronic, the main four, were animatronics, not people in suits. Yeah. That's wild. Okay. Okay. Um, I also loved that it was filmed... In Louisiana. Hey! In surrounding areas of New Orleans. You were mentioning uh, the other day uh, that you had personally recognized a lot of these locations. And I know GLaDOS and I did oh. as well. Oh, you mean you mean last night when we were playing Mario Kart? Last night when I was kicking your butt in Mario Kart. Ooh. Hey, 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 hey. To your credit, I beat to your you in credit, three you rounds. did win a few. I, three. Specify three. And... The Phantasm Frida can agree that I was ahead by one point at once, but fucking 
Paulina came and kicked my fucking ass. Boys. If, there, if there's Boys. enough demand for it, we might stream our Mario Kart rivalry at some point. If there's enough demand for it, we'll see. Um. So, so yeah. So, uh, in the opening sequence with the mall, legit was like, oh hey, that's the Oakwood Mall. Yep, absolutely I, is. I, I used to hang out there as a child. That's the Oakwood Mall. Okay, cool. Wow, you really edited it really weird where the food court's on the opposite side from the fountain. It's actually cool. two malls. Cool. The wider yeah, shots no, are uh, riverfront. That's which one it is. Okay, cool. I the fountain was, was Oakland. The fountain's Oakland, yeah, okay. but the, the main shops are riverfront. Oakwood. Oakwood, sorry. Oakwood. Oakwood. Um, and then the part when he was talking to the cop, that's fucking Terrytown. Yep. I've actually hung out probably near that ditch and probably talking to people about my life. So I'm just like, wow. You've been in Florida too long if you call in that a ditch and not a canal. <laughs> ditch, canal. What? What is What is a canal but just a deeper ditch? All right, Florida man. Is it not? Is it not? Is it not? Sorry. Um, no, we call it a canal because and... it's hilariously close to anal. Oh, is that why? I've been gone out of Louisiana too long. If you ever smelled one, you um, know it does smell like shit. Yeah, yes. that's why it's so low. That's why it's so low. <laughs> um, uh, and the other thing I enjoyed was, wow, okay, cool. So they're in the parish. Yes. They're in the parish. Okay, so Five Nights at Freddy's in St. Bernard. Cool. It was filmed there, though it appears that it was supposedly taking place up in Michigan because of the tags on the police car and the phone number on the parental um, oh, forms the, the documents, yeah. handed to by the lawyer. It's, oh, okay. It takes place in Minnesota, right. but filmed absolutely 100% Wait. down here in the in parish. Wait, in Michigan or, or Minnesota? Because it's a two different states. Uh, which one is M-N? Minnesota. Minnesota. So it's Minnesota. It's okay, Minnesota. Cool. All right. They both have an oh, M yay. and an N in it. I don't know my abbreviations. Michigan Michigan is M-I, Minnesota is M-N. But hey, uh, and also if Michigan... I'm wrong, cinemagems15 at gmail.com. That's how you can yell at me. <laughs> also, Mr. G- Michigan is technically two bodies of land as one state right it's got the the lakes dividing right correct i think lake superior so why the hell has has minnesota not taken over the rest of michigan can somebody explain that to me i don't know that's because you got wisconsin down there that's some yankee drama okay i don't yeah that's true that's yankee drama i'm not messing with that all right so so all right so let's let's be honest so i hardly have any idea what's going on so so how close is oh and the other thing I loved was the Matt Pat cameo. Who's cameo? I love the Matt Pat. Cameo. The Matt Pat. Matt yes. Yep. Matt Pat cameo. That's just the theory, and I was I literally laughed out loud yep. when I was watching. Anytime I, like, ah! I look for fan reactions, because you know when uh Endgame came out, people were filming in the theater to get the reaction of the Avengers Assemble. They've been doing that with FNAF, and I, I keep catching every now and again the reactions, and it's the same across the theaters. Everyone is upset at Matthew Pathew for lying for the past two years, saying that he didn't Pardon the movie, despite the fact that he opened the shooting day. Yep. He was the first one, first scene, first shot, 
cute Matthew Pathy. Love you, but cute. <laughs> hey, hey, he ha- he signed an NDA. He had to he say didn't. he wasn't in it, okay? He did not. He didn't oh. sign an NDA. Well, maybe he wanted to create tension. <laughs> don't 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 that's harm a, no, that's, that's exactly what he wanted to do. He loves this franchise. He loves this series, and he has a great, deep respect and admiration for Scott Cawthon. And he didn't want to potentially ruin any genuine hype that this film would provide on its own merit. He wanted to let the movie stand on its own and not fuck with it. And I really respect him for that. But I do want the sequel, FNAF 2, The Revenge of Ness. The Revenge I want. Oh, I, I sense I a whole one. spinoff series. I want that. I want to know Ness's, like, backstory. I want to know why he's in Michigan or Louisiana. Whichever, do you, I don't know. Do you know why Scott gave Matt Pat the name Ness? Do you know why? Is it because of, is it because of the gaming series, um... Uh, with the nest with the baseball that pat came out with a theory years ago decades ago where ness from mother earth middle mother earth mother yes, earth house earth baseball dude earthbound, uh the baseball is dude. sans from undertale and that became a big meme in the game theory world of Ness's Sands. So, yeah, Scott trolled Matt by giving him the Ness name tag. Well, all I gotta say is, I love his character and I want more of him. I'm glad the lawyer left halfway through the movie because I thought he was kind of incompetent. Technically not dead. Somehow. No. Technically not dead. Somehow, technically not dropped dead of a heart attack, uh, combined heart attack and stroke. Because that dude Um, looked... But all I gotta say is... All I gotta say is, typical Louisiana lawyer. Just putting that out there. Typical Louisiana lawyer. If you're not sweating... That's what he looks like. If you're not sweating, you're not doing your job. To be clear, that is a typical Louisiana criminal lawyer. Correct. Correct. Oh, I can't hear this. I can't hear... I gotta leave. I gotta leave. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be hearing any of this. Any of this? No, that dude... Props to the actor. He looked... Off. She looked genuinely stressed and constantly panicked, and like, oh my god, he nailed it. Um, so uh, the actors so, in this uh, movie all absolutely brought it. From Josh Hutcherson, absolutely bringing Peter. the internal trauma as Mike. Uh, little Piper Rubio as Abby brings an amazing little uh, like just childhood innocence, innocence and delight. Uh, Elizabeth Lale. Vanessa, uh, just to give you all a little bit of context, um, uh, we know from Amanda the Jedi that she was one of the main characters in You. Uh, she was also in a significant amount of Gossip Girl. She was also, do y'all remember the series Once Upon a Time? The in Hollywood? The Disney, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Like live action. Disney characters become real people in the 21st century kind of thing. She was yes, Princess Anna. I am aware. She was who? Oh. Anna. Oh, As in the sister okay. of Elsa. Interesting. You know why I so thought that the... the series predated Frozen? Oh, it did. But Frozen came out in like uh, somewhere in the last three ep- uh, seasons of the show. So they did incorporate a Elseworlds Elsa and Anna into toward the end of the show. I had way fallen off of it by then. 
Well, I'm sorry. Frozen came out in 2013, and the show premiered in 2014. I swear I thought the show came first, Admiral. I swear. No, it's no, it's the other way around. Uh, the that the movie came the, out before the show, and I don't know why. The show I started I, in like 2010. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. 2011 is when the show started, and it ended yeah, in 2014. Her, okay. her season but, was 2014. The whole Elsa Anna thing correct. was a year correct. after Frozen came out. Thank you. I feel less correct. crazy now. Thank you. No, good. Uh, we also got to give props while we're to... talking. We, we had mentioned the crazy aunt with the super stressed out lawyer. Mary Stuart Masterson, uh, up to this point, was mostly a, a bit part actress on TV. The Good Wife, Blue Bloods, Law and Order SVU, Mercy, NCIS. She's been kind of all over the place in little bit parts. So this is the... Holy shit, she's in Benny and June? Yeah, there you go. Fuck yeah! There you go. No, she... Um, I mean, I also... Absolutely I nailed also this role. And what I mean by that is I hated her. Not the actress, the character. She successfully convinced me that this character is a total piece of shit. So kudos. Mary I just Stewart thought Masterson. of her as a diet... I just Silly Aunt Jane, she um, fell asleep. Oh God! The 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 chick from uh the Casper, the chick from Casper, um and uh matinee. Oh God, she's got she's like, what are you doing? She's got she's always smoking. I I thought of her, Mary Stewart Madison as a now ver. If they ever wanted to reboot Casper, they could just have oh, her yeah, yeah, yeah. be the. The chick. Oh fuck! What's her name? Fuck! What's her name? Casper. Let's, let's go. Let's look it up real quick. Let's see. Go, let's go see. ahead and take a look. Uh, uh, the actor who played the lawyer. Oh, Doug. Kathy. Uh, Kathy Mori. Mori. Okay. Mor. Moriarty. I don't fucking know. Um, Moriarty. She. She felt like. She found like a diet version of that character. Yeah, Moriarty. Damn it. It's always Sorry. Moriarty. So, uh, um, we, I, th I think by now we've passed the point where if you're not going to watch this movie or if you haven't watched this movie yet, uh, don't listen any further. If you don't want some light spoilers, uh, there's no way to talk about this without spoilers. I, I'm so sorry. Right. Uh, so if you want to watch the movie, go watch the movie. It's on Peacock. It's in theaters right now. Absolutely support its release. And it's doing really well in theaters, but it kind of dropped off significantly because people realized that it was on streaming. I'm I'm just impressed that it had made the box office numbers it did yeah. while releasing on stream the same day. Yeah. I love this movie. I love this franchise. I want more. I want a sequel. Am I leaving my house? No. So I watched it on stream, and I'm not sorry. GLaDOS physically can't leave the house. There are all kinds of mechanisms binding them in place to their system. Lithium battery backups do not last for a movie length, okay? I get like an hour max outside of the comfort of my own home, and then that's it. You run on the same power, power supply system as the Five Nights. Yes, as the animatronics. <laughs> lithium batteries. That's why we have issues. Um... All I have to say is the puppet, the animatronics themselves scared the shit out of me. Like, legit scared me. I'm, I, like, I'm, I'm, okay. 
I'm sorry they scared you, but I'm glad they scared you because that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. I just kept looking at them in awe. At no point was I ever afraid of the animatronics. I, I think they rode the perfect middle line between scary if they're against you, but there's a good chance that if you don't fuck with them, they won't fuck with you. The only people yeah. they ever attack in this movie are the people that started fucking with the, the diner first. Mm, I mean, it's pizzeria technically, but they also they also got that other security guard, but we don't know what he did. So snooped too closely. Yeah, I guess. Yep, I found found out too much. Um, yeah. Um, and so okay, so I I figured halfway through the movie that Vanessa was the son of Matt Lillard's character. Okay, a Ralligan. Like halfway through, I'm like, um, okay, cool. By the way, weird thing to say, hot cop. Really hot cop. Like you're too hot to be a cop. But okay. Wait, one more time, Admiral. That was it. She's a hot cop, and it's weird that she's a hot cop. Like too hot to be a cop, if that makes sense. <laughs> What point in the movie you said that you know she halfway through you figured out that she she was related to um, Matthew Willard's character who I'm not going to say the name for those that want to try to avoid yet. spoilers I'm just going to try to keep that quiet. I already I already oh, said I see, it. okay then what point did you figure that out in the movie like where because there's quite when when she was talking to him by the canal or very long yes. ditch um right around there i was like why is she an interest why is she from the beginning like from her I mean, first appearance at uh at freddy fazbear's uh just like coming in the middle of the night and knocking on the door you can tell she has more of a personal investment in this place than your average street cop with this place happening to be on their beat right I feel like any other cop, if this place was within their jurisdiction, would just drive by, make sure it's not on fire, and drive away. Because fuck that. Well, well see, the thing is, the thing that kind of gave me a leeway is that she was like, I used to come here as a kid. And I was like, oh, okay, so she knows. Okay, maybe she worked here. Like, cool, that's fine and understandable. But then when she started talking and showing an interest, I was like... Okay, so there's a bigger picture here. Why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? And then when I saw that Matthew Lillard was only in that one scene, but his name was basically at the front of the credits, I was like, "There's more to that, it. There's obviously more to it." Is is that his? Is that her dad? Is he like the main villain? And then, look, I enjoyed this movie. I really did. But as a horror fan. I just wish it was, a, and I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. I don't even like tea, so I don't even know why I use that <laughs> analogy. But I wanted more gore and blood. That's that is me. fair. A lot of That's people me. were were saying, like, can we get an R-rated release of this? Can we get more blood? Can we get more this? And there's a very good possibility that that is the direction this series will head with future installments. I just think they wanted to keep their first attempt at this as safe and accessible to the general public as possible. And I think that was a smart move on their part. I also want to point out, there's no blood in the games. Yeah. There's no description of heavy gore. 
in the books. There's, it's mainly jump scares and psychological horror. So I can understand why they didn't feel the need to include the gore, but I've definitely heard Admiral other fans and other non-FNAF fans wanting a little bit more from it. So I understand. Mainly because it's a horror movie produced by Blumhouse. And that's where I'm like, uh, I'm okay with it. I liked it more than Mithrigan. I personally, uh, as someone who has seen a good amount of gore films, horror films, some Blumhouse films, uh, this movie did a fantastic job of keeping all the most gruesome aspects suggested without really showing it. You know that the brutality happened, but you didn't have to watch it happen. You know, you know what's happening inside of that suit when it's making grinding and crunching noises. We don't have to see exactly what it's grinding and crunching, you know? I I don't want that blood. I want the blood of them killing the people coming and destroying the pizzeria. That's the main thing I want, is I want to see the gore from that aspect. Them turning and hurting the people that's hurting their house. Well, I thought it was pretty gruesome later on when we see see those people's bodies in the back room. And that one dude who the cupcake just shredded his face. His face is indistinguishable. It's it's shredded. Uh, Look. Look, that's fine. But they didn't show us. They just left it to our own thing, which is fine. Which is completely fine. I'm not trying to get in an argument with you. It's different opinions because you like the horror movies. You like the blood and guts. I'm not the biggest fan. So this gets GLaDOS's green light approval of a scary movie that's not scary. So it works for me. But you, Admiral, want something else. And it is perfectly okay to want two different things from the same movie. It is okay. Because they can they can have a PG thirteen horror movie and show like a little bit of blood, show already dead bodies, but the aspect of when they were killing the main uh, whatever her name is brother uh, that wanted the two thousand uh, dollars, they showed him, yeah, Max's brother. They when they showed him behind the window, I was like, oh, so that's the closest we're gonna get to actual showing blood, and at that point. I was fine with it because it was behind a window. Because we actually got to see it splatter yes. on yeah. the window. But but I know that other people want more. But I was fine with this as a first attempt. Going forward, I prefer them to be a little... Not like completely gore. But like a little more... Just, just I think a little it's very bit possible more, now that, that this first installment in the series has been pretty successful so far, they're probably going to be a little more bold with the effects in the future. It depends on whether or not the Freddy mask chainsaw chair counts as the scooper or not. That's, that's the best answer I can try to give you. It will get... I'm sorry, what? Like like you use okay. for ice cream, like a scooper? Yeah. Um, at a certain point, yeah. that gets built into future animatronics and literally goes out Intrigues. and scoops. If not you and your internal guts, then it will just grab a child to bring back to our purple guy so he can 
experiment and stuff them into more suits. Yes, yep. the scooper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, so, so basically at the end of the movie, uh, we find out that Matthew Lillard's character has been collecting these kids and making them do sadistic things, but they have ch- still childlike wonderment and glee until it's recognized in their medium that they understand of artwork. Um, because it realized that basically the animatronics, they looked everywhere at Freddy's for Freddy Fazbear's, like all the children bodies, but why wouldn't they look in the animatronics? Why would they? And then it, ceases to be said that that's where their bodies are which is great by the way i loved i love that i was told that instead of shown it because that was more psychological and i liked that aspect it... and i also loved when matthew lillard's uh when the knights were basically going into mm-hmm. his skin and i was like okay cool that's blood i like that but also he did the scream thing when he nice. did the, yep. the blade to try and kill. Yeah, he tried and kill. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't think it was the best movie ever, but I still and, liked and it. And I will accept I that for, from a non-FNAF fan who says, you know what? It's not the best, but I like it. That's all we needed. We just needed some non-FNAF people to get behind this and go, okay, this is a kind of interesting story. I can get behind this. Because... It gets so, so there's so much more story that we didn't even touch within the first movie. And the yep. first movie pulled from like three different games and three different books, and there's still so much more to tell. <laughs> so GLaDOS, I have ma- I Please. mainly have a question for you. Um uh is there anything in this that you would have wanted differently as a fan of the lore, book lore, and the game lore? I'm one of the fans that is is perfectly fine accepting the different categories of movie lore, book lore, and game lore. I'm I'm perfectly fine with accepting that, and if you ever want to find the Venn diagram of all three of them perfectly fitting together, you're just going to have to wait for Scott Cawthorn's autobiography. I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be a while. So I can perfectly accept something happening in the movie that doesn't happen in the games and vice versa. I'm intrigued, very excited to see where they take the story from here because the director essentially made a statement saying, you know, if there is a sequel, we're probably going to follow it like the games. First game, first movie. Second movie, second game. That involves a little bit of timey-wimey stuff because the second game takes both in place in the past and in the future. Yep. It's weird. Um, the the main thing... Oh, so they back to future toot it. They went kind of they back to the future Yes, the, okay. the game's okay. location takes place in the future, but you discover things about the game's past um, in the second one. Anywho... I, I okay. love how they went with the story. There is nothing necessarily that I would have changed. I'm just curious seeing going forward where it's going to go. I don't want to say anything about my theories or my opinions because it could literally 
ruined the second movie. I knew going into this what the story beats were, who was who, how it was going to break down, how it was going to happen, just off of the trailers. Even though, no, nobody was ever kidnapped from a camp's grounds in the game. Nobody in the books. Nothing like that. You can still piece those story bits together. So I want to keep my sequel theories to myself because more than anything, it's probably going to be correct. It's going to be accurate. Um, the only thing I will say is for anyone that wants to get into FNAF, anyone that wants some things to read and to discover, they pulled a Marvel at the very, at the very, very end of the movie. I don't know if you heard it, Admiral, uh, at the end of the credits. Were you in the theaters? Did you watch it at home? Well, I watched it at home, but I legit heard uh, them basically spell out, come find me. Yes. There it is. Yes. You heard it. The voice, though, I, at the end, is from an animatronic that we did not meet in this movie. Oh, okay, so that's not Matthew Lillard's character's voice? Okay, nope. cool. No. So I, I, uh, no uh, hold on. According well, to game not. lore, that is not Matthew Often, Lillard's character's uh, voice. That That is not Purple Guy. That is not Springtrap. That is not Afton. It's, it's not Afton. It is potentially, if I if I correct me if I'm wrong, one of his creations, though. Yes. Okay. But I want to play it out and see see how it goes. So if if anyone's curious, going into the next movie, do some research about what that character spelled at the end, what that character has done in the games, and what you think they might do with that character in the next movie. Okay. Um. So. Uh, before we go any further, I just want to say thank you to GLaDOS to come on. It was thank you for coming on and helping us because the butt maestro was like, I want to do this movie. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable reviewing this unless we have someone on here that knows more lore than we do. So we just want to humbly applaud you for coming on and doing a better job than either of us could have better could have done either of us. Absolutely. I, I appreciate the praise and, and I, thank you very much. But honestly, I have been dying to hear what what non-FNAF people think about this movie. So being able to sit down with y'all and, and talk about this, whether it's good or bad, I've been dying to hear about it from another perspective. So thank you, Admiral, for, for sitting down and, and talking to me and, and telling me what you want to see from the next one. This is exciting for me. This is a good thing. Well, thank you. Um, but, uh, also we want to, uh, thank Marty and the Arrogant Observer for allowing us to be on their website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, we just want to say before we go any further that the actor strike is over! Yay! Yes! Yes! Um. Which means we're finally getting actor and writer and director insight into the projects that have been you know, being released, but had been in the can for a while, so that people couldn't say anything about it while the strikes were going on. We're finally getting all of that extra content. Exactly. Now, I know the Admiral really wants to wrap up the show, but we're missing one important step at the end of the show, Admiral. Because well, here on the show, we have a rating system. I wanted you to do that. Whole gem, amazing movie, half gem, it's just all right. No gem, skip it. GLaDOS? GLaDOS. It's a golden star for me. It's a golden star for you? A golden star. I was going to say it was a whole balloon boy. Ooh. It's just annoying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Admiral? So, it's somewhere in between and half of full gym, closer to full gym. 
than half. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give it a half. It's okay. No, it is okay. We are all entitled to our opinions. Somewhere in the middle. In the gray area of the middle. It's somewhere there. I want to love it. And you know what? I'll probably watch it later and think it's amazing. But I... So how about... Can I... Comp- can we compromise? What's up? What if we made it an endoskeleton star? So that way you've got like the base of a star, but it's not like fully built out yet. You know, like the endoskeletons. Sure. It's it's three PO and it's three PO and Phantom Menace. Perfect. Perfect. Where yeah. is everybody? Is that where is everybody? <laughs> oh. I can uh, see before that. we close out and everything, I do want to give a quick shout Whoa, out to the composers of hold music on. for this movie, the Newton Brothers. Okay. Uh, John Grush and Taylor Stewart, uh, known collectively as the Newton Brothers. If you're familiar with any Mike Flanagan movie, they've done the music for every Mike Flanagan movie. Uh, they've also done the music for holy shit so much. Uh, 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 Bye Bye Man, Escape, Haunting of Hill House, Doctor Sleep. Uh, These are all Mike Haunting Flanagan movies. Manor, Midnight Mass, Fall of the House of Usher. They they have done their newer composers on the block that have already gotten a lot of great work done in a very short amount of time, and their little bits in this mute in this movie. They're not a lot of recurring themes, but there are a small amount of very subtle recurring motifs uh, that are kind of treated more like atmospheric sound effects that I think work brilliantly for this movie, and I hope they come back on the next one. Well, wait. That's it. That's all I needed. Well, to wait. Say. What about? Did they do Gerald's game as well? I believe so. Yes, they okay, did. Okay, cool. That was also a Flanagan movie. Um, look, but we also did not hear the But Maestro's take on it. What do you give it as well? I gave it. A, I gave it a whole balloon. Okay, boy. cool. I just wanted to make sure that you were given the props and the the stage as well as both of us because i i wanted all the listeners to imagine a little balloon boy popping up on their desk and going oh like the thing at the cre- the po- the mid credit scene i understand it's is, not harmful it's just a troll. i understand it's that so right. annoying i understand that such an annoying animatronic it's it's the worst game mechanic they've ever invented i understand that reference but guys look just know that the world is tough everything's going on right now but it helps to take a break decompress relieve yourself from all stresses of life and focus on yourself Play some with your friends exactly you can't pour from an empty cup exactly don't be a flame windmill like you know it's one of those things the but my sure hates it but i keep using it every every probably once a month just to kind of poke the bear at him um Oh, you got you got to poke the exactly. Bear. Um, and guys, also remember. Well, unless it's an animatronic. No, no. Maybe don't poke. No, that. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, but, we learned anything from this episode. Maybe don't poke the animatronic bear. <laughs> uh, and also want to say, guys, uh, to all of our Swapper Jacks friends and family, everyone, every single person that listens to this show, may it be Carrot Top, may it be Dave Filoni, may it be Blue Diamond. Whoever. We're Kevin Smith. Whoever. Thank you very much for listening to us and letting us know. Please send us an email and let us know what you thought about FNAF, what you thought about all of our other reviews, and what you thought about different things. Next week is a movie on Hulu called The Quiz Lady that I specifically told the Butt Maestro not to watch the trailer because. I haven't. Because just don't. But it, that's also filmed in uh, New Orleans as well. 
Uh, you'll be able to tell. Um, but look, guys, cool. we're here for you. We'll be here next week. You know, we'll be that. We'll be that. We'll be that podcast that that you listen to in between the random interactions with your family during Thanksgiving. We'll be that. We'll be that podcast. We'll be there for you because it's all about family here, guys. And family is unconventional to us. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It can be the family that you build together. But guys, it's true. Yeah, found family is often as strong, if not sometimes stronger, than your real blood family. Uh, and you know, be kind to yourself so you can be kind to your found family. Exactly. Also, guys, just remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always matter. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye.